Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Luke chapter 10. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is God's word. As I already stated at the start of the service, I just returned on Wednesday from Texas, Houston, Texas, to be precise. The highest temperature it reached while we were there was 104 degrees with high humidity. Our hotel was 10 blocks away from the convention center, 10 city blocks that is, so it was just short enough that it really didn't make much sense to get an Uber or a cab or a bus, but rather to walk. And so we did. Now I had a goal when I got to Texas this time around. I'd been there a couple times before. My goal was to find good Texas brisket. If you do not know the beauty that is a brisket, let me explain why the brisket is amazing. First of all, you would never just throw it on your grill over high heat, sear on one side, sear on the other. It doesn't work like that. It's a thick piece of meat. It's a tough piece of meat because it's taken off the chest area of the cow. And the cow, you know, all day long holds itself up and works those muscles, which makes the meat really tough. But the brisket has a lot of marbling through it. I know some of you don't like fat in your meat, but let me tell you, this fat in the brisket makes it perfect for cooking low and slow, and it is so, so good. So sure enough, within two hours of us checking into the hotel, right around the corner from our hotel, Citadel Barbecue, and I found very, very good brisket. Now, I knew that I would find it down there because going back to way back in 2011, when Heather and I were at the National Lutherans for Life Conference up in Dallas, where that week it got up to 110 degrees, but no humidity, they brought all the speakers and Uh, People who were there to put on the conference, and Heather was there to sing on that occasion. So we got to go to a church about 10, 15 miles outside the city where they have a church group that makes barbecue. They call them the Holy Smokers. (laughs) And it was there that I ate Texas brisket for the first time, and it was the most delicious thing I think I've ever had in my life that and the sausages and the the smoked uh, turkey and oh so many good things now they brought those people out there to that uh, to that church because they wanted to honor them and show them care and welcome hospitality while I was in Houston this time I saw Pastor James Sharp who some of you know is a missionary we've supported here at Our Redeemer, who serves in Uruguay. And he is an expert in the area of smoking meats, particularly brisket. 
They brought all the missionaries in town to Trinity Lutheran in downtown Houston, where they also have a barbecue group called the Holy Smokers. And they served him brisket, and he said it was the best brisket he's ever had in his life. High praise. Now, you guys know I love meat. Am I just going on this about this because I like it so much? No, I have a point here. We don't know what Martha was serving to Jesus when he came into her home, the home of her and her sister Mary. We can rightly deduce that she was trying to give him the best of what she had to offer. Of course you would. When Jesus comes into your home, show him hospitality like the holy smokers do at their church groups. When they bring people in, they welcome them with delicious cuts of smoked meat. There's actually a precedent for this in the scriptures. You go all the way back to the book of Leviticus. The Lord God had commanded Moses and the priests, Aaron and his sons, that when they offered animals that were given as sacrifices, as food offerings, they were actually, bear with me here, because some of you might not like this description, they were to butcher the animal and they were to take the fat within the animal, not the fat that runs through the meat, through the muscle, but the fat on the liver and the fat on the kidneys and the entrails, and they were to take all of that and put it on the altar and burn it as a sacrifice to the Lord. And so we read in Leviticus chapter 3, the priest shall burn them on the altar as a food offering with a pleasing aroma. And then the Lord says, all fat is the Lord's. You see, there was a pagan belief in that day that some of the nations around Israel had that the fat of an animal, if you ate it, could give you supernatural power. And so God, in his infinite, obviously, wisdom, rather than let Israel think they could do that for themselves, told them to burn the fat to him. And any of you who have grilled before a nice marbled piece of meat and that fat renders out down on the coals of your grill and the smoke goes up, that is a downright heavenly smell. That's biblical right there. The best of the animal would go to the Lord. And similarly, when Jesus came into Martha's house, she would have wanted to give him the best of what she has. I want you to note that at no point in our gospel for today does Jesus condemn Martha for this. He does not condemn her wanting to show hospitality and welcome the Lord into her house. We wrongly read that into the text sometimes. It is good to show hospitality indeed to the Lord. The way we conduct ourselves here in the house of God is a way in which we show hospitality. So I don't come in our, our dirty clothes or our, our ragged and tattered clothes. We put a little more thought into how we come. That's why we pray when we enter the house of the Lord. Because we know with his word here, he is coming among us. And we welcome him with our actions, with our words, 
with our posture. We stand, we sit, we kneel, we pray, we give thanks. All of this is fit in welcoming our Lord into our midst. And indeed, we show hospitality to people who come into our home. I doubt if you had someone visit your home for dinner, you'd serve them SpaghettiOs or hot dogs or that can where you can get hot dogs right in the can of SpaghettiOs. You do something a little nicer, don't you? You, you? you prepare a meal. It doesn't have to be always fancy or expensive, but it shows care and thought and intention of the person coming into your home. Martha was simply doing what is right and fitting in her vocation, in her calling as a hostess. It is good Christian piety and faith to show hospitality, especially should the Lord Jesus walk into your home. That is not what Jesus confronts. What he confronts is her resentment. Martha, Martha, why are you anxious and troubled? And ultimately she was resentful. At her sister Mary, of course, who was just sitting there on her duff at the feet of Jesus and not helping Martha out. She's not only resentful towards Mary, she's resentful towards Jesus himself. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Notice she's directing her words at Jesus, not at Mary. It is not wrong to serve and show hospitality when the situation arises. It's not wrong to serve God in all the various callings he gives to us. And all of us have them, don't we? We are here collectively. We are husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and sons and daughters. We are friends and neighbors, students, athletes, workers, employees. All of us have different callings that are unique to each and every one of us. And God would have us be faithful in them, just as Martha sought to be faithful when a guest came into her home, a very honored guest indeed. Now there's a mistake that is often made with this reading that we're being told don't be a Martha be a Mary instead that is not true instead the Lord Jesus would have us know be a Mary before being a Martha in other words, what Mary does there, sitting at the feet of Jesus, it's not her being lazy. It's not her being indifferent to the needs of her sister. What Mary exhibits is a life of one whose priorities are straight. And so Jesus indicates it in our text Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen 
the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen the one thing necessary, the thing of utmost importance, that one should sit at the feet of Jesus and receive what he has to give. That is above all other things. It is not wrong to be a Martha, to serve the Lord in the callings he has given you. But it is wrong when those things take priority over receiving from our Lord Jesus. Mary has chosen what Jesus calls the good portion. Better than anything that Martha could offer to Jesus, Mary was receiving the thing of greatest importance. The good portion. The choice cut. The best food. (laughs) The brisket. It was Jesus who came into the home of Mary and Martha, where Martha thought it was most important for her to serve her Lord. Instead, the Lord came there so that he could serve them. That they could receive good things from him. Words of life and hope Promise, forgiveness, salvation that Jesus delivers to Mary and Martha and to you and me who likewise come here this morning for what? Yes, we show hospitality and welcome the Lord into our midst and yet He is the one who comes to us by means of His Word to forgive our sins with His blood on the cross. To give us life beyond this life that no one can steal from us. To save us from this wretched existence filled with so much evil, wickedness, and despair. It is Jesus who serves us. Just as Mary received the good portion. Now, as good as the brisket was in Texas, we were there, of course, for far more meaningful things, to gather with the people of God and to hear the word of God together. And indeed, that's what we brought the kids there to do. And one of the themes that We heard the speakers, the teachers, the pastors, everyone who was presenting and the messages that were delivered. One of the things we heard repeated over and over was how our young people today are really wrestling with who they are, their identity. And and sure enough, we know our young people are wrestling with their, their, their gender identity, their sexual identity, their worth, their value, their... Their, um, their place in this world, how they fit. And so they'll listen to all kinds of other voices. And, you know, we do that as well, don't we? 
We as all Christians of all ages wrestle with who we are. And so we'll take those things that all of us are. You know, I mentioned we're moms and dads and daughters and sons and wives and husbands and friends and neighbors and athletes and students and workers and employees. And we do often place that identity as foremost. You know, when our kids see us do it, is any surprise that they wrestle with their identity as well? What is the one thing necessary that you are first and foremost God's beloved child who receives good things from your heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, your crucified and resurrected Lord? We have a picture of this beautiful reversal that happens in Luke where Jesus gives instead of Martha being the one who gives. Happens in our Old Testament reading as well, doesn't it? The Lord visits Abraham and Sarah by the oaks of Mamre. I love this. The Lord comes as three people, right? Three men. One God, one Lord, yet three people. That's kind of cool. And Upon recognizing that the Lord is there with him, what does Abraham do? He wants to feed them, right? Show hospitality. He runs into Sarah, quick, three seas of flour, bake some cakes. He goes and gets a, a young calf and has it butchered and prepares it for them and serves it to them along with the cakes and with curds and milk, it says. Good, rich, delicious food. Abraham would have welcomed and showed hospitality to the Lord in his midst. And yet, why was the Lord there? Instead, to bless Abraham. To promise him a son, a family, a legacy, an inheritance. But more importantly, God gives Abraham an identity. He is one who receives good things from the Lord. And that's who we are as well. Above all other things that God has called us to be in this world, we are first his children. And his good things are for us. Remember how in Leviticus 3 I said they took the fat from the animal and put it on the fire as a pleasing aroma to the Lord? And all fat was the Lord's, the Lord said. Now in Jesus Christ, the Lord God turns and he gives the best to you. He gives the Son, the beloved Son, in whom he is well pleased. His life given into death for you. The sacrifice upon the altar of the cross. Jesus is himself the good portion who comes to you in his word, who comes to you in the sacrament we receive here shortly. The greatest food there is isn't only found in Texas or in the pasta in the north side of Iron Mountain or the, the pasties throughout the UP or smoked whitefish on Lake Superior. No. 
the best food is found wherever Jesus is found in his word. He's found here. And he gives to you today the good portion, the very best. His love, his work, his salvation poured out for you. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.